soon as I logged on, uh, the first two words I heard was shit poster. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I just jumped into something here. <laughs> I don't know what I missed, but <laughs> have you heard that term before, Brett? I've not. Uh, but I get okay, it. So, I get yeah, it. you get it. And and what happens, and this is what Jimmy and I were talking about, is that term is used to denigrate people. Uh, but like if you're shameless, and I don't mean shameless in a psychotic way, I mean like the culture can't cancel me. No, another human can't put shame on me. Um, that's like the ultimate 2020 mental vaccine. Mm. Um, oh, this is funny. Uh, have you guys ever watched Rick and Morty before? I have not. No, dude, this is like the cartoon of cartoons and it is super intelligent and hilarious and irreverent and amazing. Chris, hang on. Let, let me introduce us to the group. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so thank you for joining breaking brains and building hearts. We got Chris McAllister and we got Brett Burchard below. And uh, we are always every week talking about the impact of leadership, change and growth and uh, the lessons we've learned along the way. Pardon me? Or shit posting, whatever. Or shit posting. <laughs> so, Chris, kick it off, man, because I know there's something juicy at the end of this. Yeah. Um, well, so that being said, the Rick and Morty cartoon, Brett Burchard, you'd love it. It is awesome. And uh, no, you both of you guys would love it. It's hilarious. I love it so much. You have to think for sure. Uh, and the, the main character is more of a bad character, but he's a good character too. It's a great juxtaposition. He's a scientist. His name is Rick. And he, he's always throwing out these little intelligent things. But at one point he's saying to this audience of people, cause he travels from world to world and this world of people's mad at him. He's like, every breath I take without your approval builds my self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. and there is a mindset that uh, you're going to see the world fracture into, um, I, I think, with, with everything in me, that, you know, prior to like Alexander the Great and a lot of what he did to take all of these tribes and then normalize Greek culture, we're about to enter into a new period of tons of mimetic tribes. You're just going to have all this fracturing occur, all this, all these subdivisions of thoughts and, and whatever. And you don't know, you know, what the algorithm of like social media, what's going to resonate. It's all messaging. You're all, tr you're trying things. Yeah. And so much of our life is shaped by this. You know, at first it's once mass media comes on the scene, mass media and marketing well, now we're in the next stage of that, which is the the social media. And and if you're shameless, who cares? You don't have to say it right. You don't have to say it perfect. Like shit posts, throw things out there, see what resonates, see what connects. And then you're figuring out the ways that people are receiving what you're saying. They're connecting with it or they're not. They're hearing. Um, and, and even if they don't directly comment uh, within social media, in interactions with you, if you post 15 things, and then you talk to five people in a day hmm. and and three of them say the same thing connected with them, then you're getting these clues and signals about, you know, what is most effective. And what a lot of people aren't doing, they're trying to be so calculated in the way that they post. Um, it, it You can't relate to it. It's not fun. It's not right. organic. It's not living. It's not interactive. 
it, much like this show. I mean, what if we were like came to this with notes and we right. there's a time and a place for that. Yeah. But I don't think it's interesting in what we're doing. So anyway, yeah, Rick and Morty. You guys got to check that out. So you, you did the impossible. You connected Rick and Morty with a topic from the Poly Contemplative podcast that you're probably stewing over. Outstanding, man. <laughs> well, sadly, it's where it's where my brain is always at because I think part of part of this this is true for all of us, and this would be true for people watching this. Um, you can have an enlightened state of mind, which is I don't really have enemies. Like if I have an enemy, they choose to be my enemy. That's their problem, not mine. Um, and as they attack me, I can care for them. I can love them no matter what. Well, having led uh, three organizations through change, leaving an organization because of really, 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 really bad problems, like real legal stuff. Um, you know, when, when you're in a place that you have an enemy and somebody's mad at you and they're not happy with you, this is where the conditioning starts to happen. I'm okay. And then socially, I'm going to conform my behavior. So you approve of me. Um, and, and when you're doing that, you're missing those edges of your persona and who you are. That's why the best comedians like just get up and you experience the fullness of who they are in their brilliance, in their authenticity, you know, and they make amazing points. But they're not like attacking anybody, but they do start to create this like tension of, of who would oppose this message. And so where my mind has been going for us uh, for like 72 hours very deeply has been this like, okay, who, where, how do we create that juxtaposition? Yeah. Who's, who's person one versus person two of who we're helping or business one versus business two? Dude, it is, it is scary, creepy, terrible, nerdy up here. <laughs> <laughs> what's new it's, it's, it's cool you you brought this up because i feel like i was just thinking this weekend like you know where am i winning losing stuck inspired and, and feeling like i'm reaching a place where i'm doing more experimentation than i've ever done in my life mm. you know, i think i've probably lived most of my life with this this inhibition of it's got to be right before I do it. Right. I got to know it's going to work before I do it. And, and doing a lot of preparation, a lot of study, a lot of, um, you know, ask a lot of questions, do a lot of reading, take a lot of notes, organize a lot of thoughts, and it never goes to action. I remember when I was an assistant coach with the Phoenix Suns and I was kind of preparing myself to, uh, to be a head coach or, you know, if I get to be a head coach one day, this is how I'm going to do it. And, and I kind of reached this wall where I was like, all right, I either need to go do it and see if it works or I need some old wise head to tell me, no, that's not going to work. And this is why. And the truth is the second one was never going to happen. Right. Hmm. Like, there was never going to be an old wise that says, Hey, it's not going to work uh, because you don't know until you try and every situation is different. And, and so, so that was never to happen. And then I got the chance to be a head coach and put it out there. Like, try it. Let's see what works, what doesn't. And, and, and it refined me so quickly. Just two years of that, I trimmed so much fat off of everything I had studied for the 15 years. And uh, if I'd maybe gone, gone into action a little sooner, uh, then I would have figured that out. But now I feel like I'm 
I'm losing that inhibition. We talk about shit posting, you know, it's not that you're putting out crap, like you're putting out stuff that matters or, or you've thought about or, or uh, intentions, but it's figuring out what and, and what really is going to have this impact. Um, and so now I just feel like I'm, I'm just now hitting a space. I've lost that inhibition and, and you just go just out there don't need a grand plan idea get inspired you know, excited about something and let's go for it see what happens and then you know you balance how much investment is it going to be before i figure out if it's going to work and then once i see it works then double down and it just starts building on you beta testing like crazy you know yeah and i mean that's the thing if you're I, I, it's like two ditches there's the person that builds in the cave and then they launch it to crickets, and then, and then there's the person who focus groups it to this anesthetized death. <laughs> and you can find business stories that um, that highlight both of these extremes. But the reality is, your personality is going to have a tendency. Mine tends to go in the cave, and then I come out and I and I experiment like crazy to figure out you know, what works and what doesn't. Um, and I have failed. I mean, I've launched things to crickets and I was convinced it was going to be amazing. And then I've had little things that I didn't plan on working. And one simple email opens up half a million dollars, which is a true story. Um, and, and that's the fun part though. If your identity isn't on the line, then fly or fail, these are all just getting me closer to whatever is that thing that I'm trying to reach and that impact I'm trying to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the theme is experimentation because I think right now, not only, I think you could say in 2013 and 14, like, oh, it's a great time for experimentation. This is just wonderful. I, I think right now um, it is a great time for experimentation at very meta levels, way more than 2013 2013-14, because society and, and how we view it is just breaking for people. You know, here we are a week from the election. We're only going to have more craziness and, and, and more just like we don't go to mass media now to get our opinions. We don't have these agreed upon narratives. You know, everything is going crazy, which I think is powerful that the Pope came out and endorsed uh, support for civil unions in gay marriage. That's, that's awesome. That happened last week. You tell somebody in 2012 that the freaking Pope is going to come out and say that, you know, or that a reality television star is going to be president, whatever. You can't get your mind around those things. And then they start happening. And so I think we're actually in a period right now, and this gets me really excited, where um, there's just going to be a lot of pieces hitting the floor. Not that people would suffer. I don't want that. But that the narratives that we force ourselves to believe. So how can you have a meta narrative that guides you, that helps you predict the future as much as possible, helps you be as happy as possible right now? Well, that's what we're doing. We're helping people with their mindsets. That's what we're dedicated to. But as we do that, we just don't know the best package it's going to be presented in that people are going to go, yeah. I get that. I want more of that, you know, which has been, you guys both know the path I've been on like crazy for the last month. And it was like five or six months of just like working like crazy to get the infrastructure in place. And then it's experiments like crazy, which is the phase now. What was the, uh, the new narrative? I like the quote that you gave us the beginning from the show that neither of us have watched. 
What was the quote again? Say it must be stupid. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, the quote uh, being, um, oh, the Rick. Yeah, with regard to his uh, self-esteem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, every breath I take without your approval builds my self-esteem even more. Right. So what I, and I love that, I love that narrative along with your comment that came later, right? That we're not doing that to piss people off. We're doing that to uh, create that independence in our thought. And then for those that don't agree, we just greet them with kindness. You know, we welcome it. We appreciate it. But we don't let it, we don't let it move us off our path. I think that's, it sounds like the best of both worlds, and it connects right back to what you talked about with regard to experimentation. Are we ever going to be curious and push ourselves and push our ideas uh, to their potential if we're concerned about, um, overly concerned about how other people are going to respond to it? It's, it's really, really interesting. Bingo. If I think about it like three levels, it's this. The beginner is like just buying into the social norms and narratives, whatever those are. And we know where that ends. Like that's been verified, studied, researched. This is how most adults are going to live. But it ends in unhappiness. It's trade-offs and giving up. Um, it's the, you know, the lady that was with the hospice patients for 25 years, the regrets of the dying. Top five regrets. Number one regret was, I wish I would have lived my life, not the one someone else wanted me to live. Well, the problem right now is there's so many competing narratives for how you should live. And then so once somebody graduates out of that beginner stage, the camel stage is what Nietzsche called it. Then they enter the lion stage. We'll call that the pro stage where you have a lot of reactive energy of what you're not. You're focused on an enemy. Um, you are you're not being kind to people who are just buying into the social narratives. Yourself you're like this. Exactly. You're like this person that had the conversion experience and now your way is the best yeah. way of all the ways. Uh, you know, which please, if any of my friends from college ever watch this, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause I remember like whatever I was convinced of was everything. And I remember one of my friends trying to challenge me on this because I had so much lion energy. And he was like, dude, but you really did hurt some people. And, and I was like, well, I'm going to go to bed fine because that's the truth. And I'm not there to protect their feelings, you know? And, and it was just the box that I was living in at that moment. But that next stage, that master stage is where you're manifesting a pure will and desire. So you're not just doing something reactive. My phone code, I have to tell you all this on my iPhone, when you swipe up, if you don't have the face code, you know, you got to type in the number. And uh, so my number code is as far as I could get on manifest. So it's just manifest. <laughs> <laughs> and I was at the Apple store with two of my kids one time. And <laughs> I can't ever say anything that even has the slightest amount of proving in it because my kids just jump on that like so fast. Mm -hmm. So I'm at the Apple store and he's like, well, what's your code? And I was like, well, I don't know the numbers. I just always do it by the word. It's, it's manifest without the ST. And I was trying to explain I'm different and I think different. I don't think numerically as much as I think in words. So that's why I only remember the word. But all I said was, well, because I'm different, it's this. 
And so it sounds like I'm trying to prove how different I am and my kids now endlessly. I will. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But the idea being, you know, blind acquiescence, reactivity. What's the purity of the expression of who I am, my purpose, how I want to show up in the world, my identity that's apart from everything else, yeah. you know, and that's the part that gets you out of what you articulated so well, Jimmy, just the reactivity and then not being kind right. because we're all blind to something at any given point in our lives. We're never fully awake. And Nietzsche called that third stage, the child, which is where we all at the end wish we were, we had stayed right. Live my life. Um, yeah, it's cool. remembering who you are, coming back to who you are. Yeah. You, and, and the unfortunate thing for you guys right now in, in our audience would be, um, you know, I definitely need to be coaching some people. <laughs> no, I, I had a psychologist tell me, if you don't have hard, vigorous conversations with people throughout the day, you'll unintentionally pull your wife into fights. <laughs> and I've been doing a lot of deep think in the last few days. So here we are. So here we are on the show and you're giving it to us and our audience. That's awesome. <laughs> Chris, when you, when you talk about like advancing from that beginner to pro to mastered camel line child, is that an evolution that everybody has to go through? Like I've seen the evolution in my own life um, and I've seen it in other people's lives. Is it an evolution everyone has to go through or is it possible to skip steps in that, um, you know, or just accelerate through the steps? Are you going to have to go through all stages? Before you answer, Chris, I yeah. want to ask, can we ask Brett what he thinks? Wow. On, wow. Um, I, I, I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm not, I'm not sure I know where I stand. I think, I think for sure you can accelerate through the stages with a high level of awareness of them uh, and then some intentional work, uh, maybe some expert guidance, um, think you can accelerate through them. I'm not sure, um, you know, skipping steps through the process because each, each phase of it is going to inform the next one, you know, finding your true voice um, may come out of learning what you're pushing against, rejecting against. And kind of where we started with, when you just do some shit post and like throw it out there and then, and then evaluate, am I rejecting? Uh, am I pushing against? Is this, is this the lion in me screaming out or is this really true to who I am? Am I looking for validation? Am I looking for acceptance or is this a true like calling or true, um, you know, inner voice that's coming out of me? Um, and so I think going through the phases will, um, inform the next phase. I do think you can accelerate through them, but I'm still working through that. I'm interested in what you would think, Chris. Dude, I love it. Thank you, Jimmy, for, for that, because I feel like, um, you know, like this cork has popped and now we got to get it back in there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it, the way I think about it is to the degree, the institution, the institution isn't the enemy, but it can be the enemy. It's not just always the enemy, the institution, parents, college narrative, government, religion, whatever. To the degree, the institution traumatizes you, actively violates you, right? You think about all the rampant sexual abuse in our world, whatever, to the degree the institution actively violates you, 
to the degree it traumatizes you, it's to the degree that you're going to have some lion stuff to work through. Now, like Brett said, you can do exercises and practices that accelerate it. We know that. We know the body stores the memory of whatever your experiences are. And so that's why you can just do meditation, but it's not transforming in, in an explicitly activating way like jumping off of a cliff could be and activating a flow state. It's why Buddhist monks can meditate for decades before, you know, they're they're seeing the same impact neurologically that someone else is seeing accessing a flow state. So yeah, you, you can definitely accelerate it. Um, but I don't, you, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you go from child to adult? You don't, you go through adolescence, even though adolescence is a new concept. And I think for all of us, you know, to the degree, another way I could say it is this, the, the stuff you've got to graduate from is a box. And, and, when you're the camel, the box is your world. And as you become the lion, to the degree the box is constricting you, it's actively violating your identity, not just passively neglecting it, and that's an issue too. It's to the degree that energy is going to be there and how angry you are, but it's also going to be how freeing it feels to be the child, how amazing it is. And we're all ever graduating boxes. Any, you know, I think I have some pain in my life right now because of a, a box that I've been in, camel thinking, regarding some stuff with business. So I have some lion anger around that, right? And I know that child will be there when in wonder and awe, it picks it up and goes, man, I should have done that a long time ago. But I'm glad I didn't because all of that created the contours to who I am and makes me me. And I like being me. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, if people can really become unshameable in their identity, then then they don't fight against and resent the growth process of where they are. I mean, you, you can accelerate the processing of grief, but you still got to process it. And right now, people that are watching this, they could go into a meeting 20 minutes after watching this and they're cocked and ready to fire their gun at somebody because of something that happened to them in a meeting two weeks ago. And they don't understand how much that lion energy going unprocessed in them, unaware in them, is causing them to fight and push against whatever that box is that their validation has told them they have to live in. And when they get free, how much they're going to enjoy that freedom even more. So yeah, I don't think you can skip over it, but like you said, Brett, definitely it's it's it, you can accelerate it lots of different ways. And there's another way to experiment. Experiment with what accelerates it for you. Yeah. You know, I was doing that yesterday, man. I haven't been able to do the sauna because of freaking covid. So I t I've been lately. I've been taking baths and just getting as like hot as I can, and then take a freezing cold shower afterward. And I started doing my breathing technique, the one that had me pass out in January um, last last January. And um, you know what is that? That's a physiological experience that's accelerating growth. Don't know till I try. Brett, did that answer your question? Yeah, it was good. And I, and I, um, yeah, I agree with all that. It makes sense. Like, um, like I said, each, each phase, uh, kind of forms the next phase. You know, you figure out who you are by first figuring out who you're not and, and pushing against those institutions and, uh, and some of the rejecting voice that you have inside you. It's, it's informing who you're going to become. 
uh, in what that true voice is. So, yeah, that's good. It's interesting to me when I think about applying this, um, or just applying this to my own experience. Um, you know, for me, there are, there are cycles of where I go through this on a regular basis and I go through it multiple, I can be, I can be at different stages at the same time, depending on the part of my life I'm working on. Um, so I, I, I feel like a lot of the, um, observations that we have as human beings to like camel, lion, child, uh, we kind of think of that maybe in terms of decades, you know, this decade I'm here and this decade I'm here and this decade I'm here. But I feel like, um, the more you learn, the more you recognize that you can be at the, at the, at three different stages at the same time in different parts of your life. Yeah. Depending on your learning curve and depending on the, the challenge that you're facing and, and the awareness you bring to the table at those different times, uh, it's just not as clean. And, and I guess the value in understanding that it's not as clean is that um, you kind of let yourself off the hook and you're more willing to kind of live in that, um, that regular kind of confusing place um, versus trying to aspire to this um, this place where all answers are given and all truths are known and life is life is perfect and even if you even if you could get there how long could it last in this in the real world right mm, it would fade so fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I you're right on like there are going to be places where you're you know, some places you're in camel, some places you're in child mode, you know, yeah. and there's going to be multiple facets in your life. And in each facet of those, you could be in a different stage. But like you said too, Chris, where, you know, you, you get enlightened, but you, you, you're still blind to some areas. I mean, we could reach a place where, oh yeah, this is child phase for me. And then expand a little more and realize, no, I was actually pushing against that. I thought I had stopped pushing against everything and just found something new to push against. It felt like truth and true voice. Uh, but I just found a new thing that I was pushing against. And it's like this constant discovery of, of who you are and, and constant evolution. Um, which is probably again, why you can't skip the steps because each step is going to inform the next one. Exactly. Well, and, and I think for me, you know, with what, what, you were saying, Jimmy, about like this, this reality, as you talk about it, as I hear you talk about it, what, what gives you hope and tell me if I misheard you, because this was underneath all the words is that there's advancement, there's progress, that there's somewhere to go, that there's, there's, there's hope, right? Did I hear that correctly underneath yeah, those I words? Think heard, I think you heard a I think you heard, yes, there's hope. And I think you also heard that, um, you know, it's okay to get tired. You know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, this idea that we're constantly getting better. I mean, it, it there's, a, there's a, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm jazzed, I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, but there certainly are days that um, the energy isn't there. So, I think it's also, you know, recognizing that we're human beings, that's okay. And, and in his, and the reason I say this is that many of us as leaders, we are, you know, we believe that we have to show up in a certain way all the time. And that kind of challenges our willingness to be authentic. 
And we also maybe feel like it challenges our ability to be authentic because we can't let people see us sweat. We can't let people see us not on. We can't let people see us as an example of what they should be avoiding. Um, and whether we're leading a team or whether we're a parent, you know, it's it can challenge us to um, accept that level of um, authenticity. And I feel like it's just really important that as folks uh, strive to get better, not assuming that where you are sucks, but just to improve, um, that you let yourself off the hook. You know, it's it's um, you know you know this idea that as we as we were saying, Chris, that the child is a product. I'm sorry, that the uh, camel is a product of how we interpret society and the norms around us. Well, guess what? You you have to be a monk living on a mountain for decades with a vow of poverty to live outside of the society that create that that helped you form yourself as that camel. So what do you do? You know, you can't if you can't remove yourself from society, how do you show up and operate um, consistently on a regular basis? It's in all parts of your life. Maybe it's not yeah. possible. So maybe you just need to have the tools to recognize it and um, and uh, work your way through it. And maybe that's the best that we can expect. And maybe that's the standard that we um, look to strive to. Instead of these, instead of these kind of unrealistic um, meme type messages that make us feel good, but then when we try to kind of live up to them, we we fall short. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it depends. Go ahead, Brett. Was what you said earlier, Chris, like of being unshameable. You know, can you give yourself permission to be here right where you're at? Like, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm feeling. And it's okay to be here. Not okay to stay here, you know, but before you can move on from here, you got to accept like, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. And then being okay with that. Like, there's no shame in, hey, I have a, a Saturday and I don't want to do anything. I'm going to sit here and watch TV all day, you know, uh, but you know, us like ambitious, like crazy, um, growth and, and, and leadership minded people like that's shameful, right? Oh, we got to be on all the time. What, how can I be more productive today? Well, right. sometimes today just needs to be a recovery day and, yeah. but whatever, giving yourself permission to be where you're at and there's no shame in that and understanding why and then moving on from there and and loving just adding exclamation mark to what both of you are saying loving that recovery not fighting against it so an example would be for me i felt like as the cloudy weather kind of rolled in here in columbus ohio i felt this thing kind of settling in on me of um something that both of you know that i'm trying to tackle with a messaging thing where i'm trying to play a better game. And, uh, and, and what settled in on me philosophically over the last four or five days was no, 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 no. I've never, I've never been happy with just that. I, I want to not in an insecure validating way. I want to imagine a better game. Um, and so, so you can't control how these things show up. So Saturday, I just remember sitting you know, people aren't awake. I'm up and I'm working a little bit. And I remember going, you know, I don't want to really be in my office. And I went upstairs and sat by the fire and had a yellow pad of paper and and did some open-ended just 
thinking and, and processing. I watched like five Rick and Morty episodes. Um, dude, it was hilarious. It was awesome. Like my daughter came down at one point and, you know, I'm hanging out with her, but she wanted to hang out. I was like, well, let me just finish this episode. So I'm finishing this episode and she's like, what are you laughing at? You know, and I'm explaining that I'm, I'm watching this, this cartoon. But for me, you know, so, so if we're unshameable, we're kind to ourselves and then we can pay attention to where we are. Like even showing up with y'all today, I know that I'm kind of like, swimming in the 12 foot into the pool today and and energetically i can't if if you if if i didn't have a deeper relationship with you guys and i needed to show up to perform for you in some way that i'm serving you well i i would i would adjust i would adapt but because i know that i don't need to do that i can just be where i am it's more fun blah 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 but i think with what you were saying jimmy about like being kind to ourselves I think if we're kind to ourselves, the horizon expands so that, and if we could use the beginner pro master thing, the beginner is like, you know, what's the game and how do I win it? The pro is like, I want to play a better game than you are. Um, And then the the master reinvents the game. Like it's different now. I am not a fan of Trump, right? Uh, and that's going to cause some people to not like me. And some people, I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not really happy with either choice, but from a character standpoint, but what I can give him credit for is he reinvented the game. You know, right. He, he said that in 2016 or 2015, he's like, I'm going to suck all the oxygen out of the room. And then Saturday night live did a commercial that they made this past Saturday night live. Did y'all see it? The Trump attic commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so Brett, tell us what that was, and then I'll make the point. Yeah, you can explain it way better, but it was basically uh, everyone saying, we got to get rid of Trump, we got to get rid of Trump, we got to get rid of Trump. And then they're all realizing, if we get rid of Trump, who am I going to hate? <laughs> what am I going to talk about? <laughs> like, I think about Trump all the time. I talk about him at dinner table. I post about him on social media. If we get rid of him, who am I going to talk about? And so it's like addicted to not liking Trump. And if we get rid of him, we're going to lose our addiction. <laughs> all right. Right. Yeah. So what happens is they were, yeah, the joke being, we're going to be bored. Like, yeah. I, what do I talk about with my dad now? You know? Yeah. And, and that's the thing for me, for all of the three of us, like we know how to play the social status games. We're aware enough. We know how to like play a better game how do we reinvent the game and and psychologically like that hit me so hard this weekend so all of this cooked up i also watched a movie uh moneyball and i knew what moneyball was about i knew what it was about already so i thought that i already knew you watched a sports movie this weekend man yeah dude i've seen it <laughs> but i and 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 i knew what it was all already about and, uh, but, but I wanted to experience it emotionally, had no idea it would knock me over like it did. Like no idea, because what did he do? You know, he, he didn't just play the game to fit in. He didn't just try to play a better game. He reinvented the game. Right. Right. That's what's exciting. That yeah. for me is the, the purpose, the mission. Right. I'll, I'll say too much about all that. That's no good. Way. But it's a, it's a good point, but it's also, you know, brings me back to something else that we haven't talked about, right? So, Chris, you talk about this idea of being being able to show up at, to your kids and watch a cartoon 
And so like you've dialed it down a notch and not to have shame there or to dial it down with us, you know, two other folks who depend on you for stuff without feeling shame about it. What's interesting for me, much of my adult life, people have looked at me and said, why don't you relax a little bit? Like, why don't you stop working? How come you're always working? And it was, it was a different, it was a different kind of social pressure and shame, like enjoy your life. And I kept saying to my, I kept like, I would, I would take it and internalize it and feel it right here. But then I would, of course, you know, the next instance say, well, this is what I love doing. Like, what else would I do? So it's also that it's also just not looking familiar to other folks and then kind of allowing folks to have their opinions, but just keep doing your thing. And it's, it's the thing that entrepreneurs and inventors and folks that you're talking about who change the rules have to put up with. You have to be willing to kind of move past and live within all those folks who have no idea what the hell you're doing, have never been there and never will. And just continue without apology, without trying to explain, be kind and go. Beautiful. I mean, that we create out of our preferences in a healthy way, the community we want. And if I love what I'm doing and I love what I'm working on out of the overflow of who I am, if I'm not neglecting a key responsibility like parent, husband, then why wouldn't I out of joy, come in here by habit Saturday morning and go, let's go. And then I pay attention energetically and I'm like, no, I want to go sit by the fire and, and did that, you know, but it's, it's just a different way of living and thinking. And, and, you know, yeah, I could go on and on, man. And it's playing at another level. Like you've been talking about Chris, like the beginner wants to work hard and, and it's all about effort. You know, the pro is let's, let's be really productive and efficient and all that. And then, the masters out there, like getting stuff done, having a huge impact, loving life as everyone else looks like he's working too hard or man, he's more efficient than everyone else. But it's like, I'm working out of a joy that's true to my voice and is making an impact where I want to make building the community. I want to be a part of like, this is just life. It's not me trying to prove anything, uh, keep up with anybody. This is just me fully activated and, and, building a life that I love and, and can thrive in. Um, it's it's hard to, you know, to, to play at that level and then hear all the other voices at the other levels, try to shame you be like, I'm unshameable. I'm not working too hard. I'm not, uh, you know, um, a slave to my work. I'm just, this is my life. This is what I'm doing. This is what I enjoy doing. And this is where I can make a great impact. Right. So definition yeah, the definition for me of the, you know, the very idea of what we're talking about with experimentation means if if there's no shame, then I'm open to receive and then I can try. And, and I think what we don't think about is m- most of human history didn't use the scientific method to get to a breakthrough. Am I for science? Absolutely. Am I pro-science? Do I think we should use the scientific method? Absolutely. Is the scientific method always going to get us to our breakthroughs? No. That would be like some kind of religion, scientism. Uh, Most of human history had the audacity to imagine a breakthrough that they, you know, couldn't see under a microscope or telescope. Those are new things. So how did human... Ability to think, cognition, 
get us so far without the scientific method because we've got the technology for it. Shame blocks that up, mm-hmm. the use right. of that technology. It's right. mm-hmm. good. Mm. Great. Too much, man. Too much. <laughs> Chris, I think that's a good spot to leave it. Um, summer, let me see, tell me what you think of my yeah, summer. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. Yeah. How are you going to do that? We kicked <laughs> off with no plan where we were headed. And I think that we ended up in this observation, right? And this this kind of continuing observation of the stages that we go through in our development as human beings, right? Beginner, pro, master, camel, lion, child. There's all kinds of ways of thinking about it. But we've been talking about this idea of ascending into mastery across all facets of our lives, right? That's where we, that's where we strive to be. But we're also, when we're there or as we're on our way there, we're not we're not carrying any shame with regard to any conflict that we experience around us. And by doing so, we can show up uh, with kindness and understanding. And so we can, we can be that disruptive force uh, in, the, in our life and the lives around us, but we can do it in a way that's positive, constructive, kind. And we can help the people around us achieve the things they want. And we can also continue to live on the edge of our abilities and continue to expand and realize our potential as human beings and as leaders. Mm. It was a great conversation. Inspiring. Thank you guys. You've been listening to breaking brains, building hearts. Uh, We look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.